Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Fuzzy Logic here at Second Street Theater. How is everybody tonight? Woo! I'm Elaine. Nice to meet you all. Thank you. Hello. Uh, I'd like to uh, introduce our host. Give it up for Ryan Trauber. Hey, everybody. It's that guy. I'm back. I'm here. Welcome to Fuzzy Logic. How's everybody doing tonight? Woo! Yeah! Ow! We're going to have some fun tonight. Five whole... Hey, don't start with me. We're getting started. This is happening. We are officially into the show now. I want to introduce, of course, our uh, consigliere, Elaine Johnson, over here on the ones and twos. Uh... Maybe the threes. Yeah. Uh, give us, give us a little uh, example. Um, uh, hey, there's somebody at the door. Wait, say that again. I, I said, hey, is there somebody at the door? No. <laughs> close enough. Close enough. I'll that take it. That sounded like a bell, right? Yeah, I'll take wait, it. Wait, wait, no, do it again. Is there somebody at the door? Okay, don't open it. I'm doing this right, right? Don't, yes, you're, so far you are perfect. Uh, okay, good. Good to go. <laughs> uh, let's say I, I'm feeling a little uh, southern, a little country. Hey, that's not too bad. <laughs> All right, Nailed uh, it. Thank you, Elaine. Good up for Elaine, everybody. Uh, and then I have the second host. Uh, I am calling him the antagonist of our show. Give it up for Brad Knowles, everybody. Brad Knowles. I don't like that name. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to not only nerdy knowledge but nerdy charisma, Brad and I are just uh, same level, different sides most of the time. <laughs> so that's why I refer to him as the antagonist. So if I need somebody to argue with me, Brad will right. be that guy. The correct side and your side. Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, you son. I feel uh, so but to get great started, about myself right now. What's that? I said I feel so great about myself right now. What? <laughs> Is there anything you want to no, throw go in ahead. before we get started feel here? Feel free. Feel free. I feel I'll like you have time. something to say. I think your fuzzy logic thing is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> All right, you want to do this now? Country okay. dance. What number are you, Brad? Pi. Pi. All right. 42 in the audience. We heard a 42. Ooh. I had... <laughs> I, so, okay. You've given me a great power. From the mouth of babes, we were at a burger joint, and there was this girl working there, maybe 16, and we were talking about nerdy stuff, and she said the number 42, and I was like, oh, nerdy, 42, yeah, 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 and then she turns to me, and she's like, do you know what 42 means? I was like, well, yeah, it's the answer to the life in the universe, and I think, no, that's the answer. Do you know what it means? It's for you to decide the answer to the life, the universe, and everything. Oh, my God! I thought it was inspirational. I I really enjoyed it. 
Probably one of the smartest things I've heard come over a burger joint counter. But <laughs> I know. That's pretty good. All right. I, we're going to move on with our show. We have specific segments that we want to get through because I wanted to make sure that we're not just out here BSing and you guys listening to us arguing amongst ourselves. We have an actual show to get through tonight. So I want to introduce your opening comedian. He'll be performing tomorrow night at Seven Night Club, so get tickets. Check him out if you want to see the full show. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Derek Sheen, everybody. Give it up for Derek Sheen. Hello. I'm just going to put that there. This, the me in the middle? Right there. Hello, hello. This is me in the middle. Oh, hey, everybody. Nice to be. We did it in Bend. You named your city after a thing that points in the other direction. Uh, this is great. Uh, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm happy to be here. I know that uh, this is kind of a, a fun, nerd-centric show, so I want to try a new thing uh, very quickly uh, since they released all of the, well, most of the Kennedy documents uh, I don't know if anybody else here has a magic bullet food processor, which I do, and I absolutely love it, but if you do have one, are you just as conflicted by the fucking name as I am? Like, has this ever happened to you? Oh, all this slicing and dicing is a drag. Cutting these cucumbers will take all day. I wish there was an easier way. Well, now with the magic bullet... Comically named after the Warren Commission's ex explanation for a lone gunman, the magic bullet, which can slice and dice and smooth and puree. You can also fire your cucumber at high velocity through the soft tissue of President John F. Kennedy's neck, where it will bank a hard left turn for no fucking reason into the unsuspecting shoulder of Governor John Conley, where it will then exit through the shoulder and then break the right three anterior bones on his inside fibia before exiting through his thigh, being found on a gurney in a naval hospital three weeks later. That's right. You can fire your cucumber at high velocity with the mystical precision of a confident gunman who has an outstanding uh, rage towards the U.S.-Cuban relations for no good goddamn reason. Order now, and we'll throw in this salad spinner at $29.99 value absolutely free. That's right. You, you get the magic bullet and the grassy bowl for $49.99. Okay, we did it. Uh, uh, that's, all right, that's it. That's all you're getting from me, damn it. Uh, I, uh, fun fun times. Let's get let's get to the sitting. Am I kind of sitting? What am I doing? Yeah. Is Ryan peeing? All right, here's another joke then. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that was really quick. Uh, I, have, uh, I hit a kid um, with my car, hold on. I know it's going to take a dark turn, but I uh, this is a cautionary tale. Uh, guess what? Don't text and drive. I did that, and it sucks. You'll hit a kid. Uh, and there's nothing good about hitting a child at all with your car. Uh, well, okay. There was one moment, and this is my takeaway. Look, I, I was looking down. I don't know what it sounds like to hit a kid. And I was like, ooh, new sound. And I looked up. Just in time to see a child, unburdened by God's laws, just fly past my windshield. And I was like, oh, look, an angel. Uh, and, then, uh, and then that kid hit the hood of my car, and I dialed 911 immediately because I already had my phone in my hands. And uh, uh, long story short, I learned a lot about uh, 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 myself and, and others. And uh, uh, this story should just turn out to be me being grateful because five hours in the emergency room with EMTs, police, fire, the parents were there. 
I didn't care what happened to me. I was just glad that they released the kid that night. No broken bones, no concussion, no bruising. Somehow he was just relaxed enough, and I was going slow enough that when we met up, he just jellied up on the hood. Uh, and uh, they did MRIs, CAT scans, x-rays, nothing. And they released him that night. The parents decided not to press charges on me for vehicular assault uh, because I was there and I showed concern and compassion. And so they let me go. The parents went home. They took their kid with them, police, EMTs. Everybody goes back to work. And that should be the end of the story. Again, the gratitude is just off the charts for me. Here's where I'm having a problem. Then I went out to the parking lot and I got in my car and I, I put the keys in the ignition and turned the car over. And for the first time in seven years, my goddamn air conditioner starts working again. <laughs> and I don't know how to feel now, because now I'm kind of happy I hit that kid. Like, that's a $1,200 job getting your heater core replaced. Anyways, the Lord works in mysterious ways. Hey, uh, let's do the show. Showtime. All right, get it for Derek Sheet, everybody. Derek, go ahead and take a seat right next to Brad over there. So, Derek... The kid was okay, right? He turned out to be fine? Yeah, sure, as far as you guys know. <laughs> as long as you end the joke that way, that's, that's what's important. That's the power of stories. Yeah. Uh, so, you were you got here kind of at the last minute this evening. I, uh, I, got, I left Seattle, Washington at 11 a.m., <laughs> and I just got here 15 minutes ago because I was behind two semi-trucks that overturned on top of a small car. So I, what's great is I did get to listen to two episodes of Harmontown back-to-back uh, yeah. back, while I just sat on a freeway with my car off. It was almost apocalyptic. But uh, then when we drove by, I was like, ooh, and then I get to see the car. That was the worst part of the day. But, uh, uh, but their lesson, air conditioning is here. working fantastically. Yeah. It was it was accordion that poor little car. I, the robot driving it. I hope it was just a self-driving car because nobody's. And also the worst part is it was a Tyson chicken truck. Imagine the last thing you see being like, oh man, shitty chicken is gonna crush me. <laughs> oh man, they're the worst factory farm. You want to know, uh, know what makes it poetic? You know who was in that car? <laughs> the kid that you hit. Oh no, that oh, would be no! great. Then it would be justice because he's only 11. <laughs> that <laughs> why, kid why? fucking earned it. It's, it's his fault for running into that chicken yeah. truck. He should know better than to get in a car. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it was a two and a half hour wait. And then I got I got to Portland at 5.02 and Dusty was all ready to drive. He was like, get in the car, let's go. And then we hauled balls of fire to get up here. <laughs> so it's been a, so a eight and a half hour trip and it's been worth it. Totally. I'm already. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be here with you guys. This is fun. Oh yeah, we're ah. definitely on it. Uh, anybody else questions for Derek? Just for this, I, I was like, we gotta get here on time. And and now we are. We're here. We're here. I mean, it's not in, on time, but is this assault? If I, I can't. Not yet. Okay, good. <laughs> like, I'm all worried with everything happening in Hollywood. I'm like, how gentle a touch is it now? I'm very worried because I am. I touch when I talk. I, I like, would like fuzzy logic to be the opposite of a safe space. Rather than being afraid that you're going to offend someone, I, just assume that nobody is talking about you. Plus, I mean, anyone I, could die at any moment. Yes. Yeah, oh, exactly. good, good, good. Yeah. That's always good to know. I mean, I'm always prepared. That's why I have heart pills. Yeah. Rather than uh, being afraid of being offended, just don't take anything personally. It's not oh, easy. Man. That's what the fuck logic. do you mean by that? <laughs> Shut up, goatee. All right, I am going to introduce. Wait, What's that? I have a question for Derek. Yeah. Oh. yeah. What kind of car do you 
I have a uh, I have a Fiat 500L, which is the four door uh, sort of SUV Fiat, which is the most comical Fiat of all. Uh, is that why you bought it? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I wasn't driving the Fiat when it happened. I had a Volvo and I had to I had to get rid of it cuz it was it, it it was in the actual story that car was a little more fucked up. Uh I got a lot of dents on it. The kid was fine, but it blew up my front grill and put a big dent in the hood, so I was like and it had 300,000 miles. So. <laughs> or, or at least like a fucking crowd of people at a farmer's market on a Saturday with no damage. I mean, if we did it right. But nope, that Fiat only took one kid. It was a one-kid car. I, I think the commercial says it'll take out at least five. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's important. Well, God willing, in the creek don't rise. Well, you know, I mean, it, it says it'll take maybe, out like 200 horses, Maybe right? moving on yeah, from the whole vehicular <laughs> situation. Uh, Derek, you know, we're on a nerd show, kind of. Tell us what you nerd out about. What's your nerd background? Oh, man. So uh, I'm 48, uh, which means that I got to see Star Wars at the UA70 opening day uh, with my grandfather because he was like, we both saw it. We saw the trailer for Star Wars during Silver Streak with, uh, uh, <laughs> with fucking Richard Pryor and, G- and uh, Gene Wilder. And during the movie, the, the, the trailer ran and my grandfather literally nudged me. And he's like, we're going to see that. Uh, cause he, like, it, to him, that was the fucking cool, it was Buck Rogers, you know, I mean, he grew up on serials, so he was like, that's the fucking space opera we, they should have made. So, opening day, we stood in line for three hours, we went and saw it, uh, same thing with Empire, he's such a, he's a nerd. My grandfather's the guy that got me into nerd stuff, so he's the guy that used to buy me comic books and uh, uh, books on uh, movie monsters, and I, I that was his thing. Three hours on opening day, they already knew it was gonna be that badass? Oh, everybody, I mean, the line for UA-70, that went ha- almost a mile and a half down Seattle. Wow. I mean, it was huge. There were only three showings. Whoa. But everyone knew opening day it was going to be huge. The word of mouth at the time is huge. I mean, Exorcist opening day. Uh, I didn't, that was 73, and my mom said she waited in line for almost 10 hours. All right, because nobody had a phone. Got yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> you couldn't just fandango it, you know. <laughs> You had to sit in line. But, yeah, we went and did that, and then Empire Strikes Back. And uh, he also took me to see Friday the 13th opening day because I wanted to see it so bad because I loved monster movies and horror. And So he's the guy that got me into it. He's the guy that bought me my first Nintendo, which he kept at his house because he was like, ah, yeah, and then you have to come visit me. And then he had the power glove. He bought a power glove for himself. So. Ha, nice. <laughs> so I grew up around an old nerd and, and uh, you know. He was, he's the coolest. He's 92, but he's still a fucking, he's still a dork. Yeah. Still a huge dork. Yeah, that's what's important. And he, he checks the blue book every year to see how much the first Superman is worth. His, <laughs> because his dad threw it away while he was in, uh, while oh. he was in France fighting the war. Oh. So he still buys a blue book every year to go through all the books that he lost. And when he came <laughs> home, his dad was like, you're a man, you don't need these things. And he's like, you fuck, I hate you. So. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dear Dad, thirty thousand dollars this year. <laughs> Just Merry think, Christmas. Yeah. Huge dork. I love him. I could have put you in a much nicer home if you hadn't have gotten rid of that Superman number one. Enjoy the cardboard. My nerd corner is mostly horror and and sci-fi. That's where I kind of landed. Huge horror nerd. Uh, love sci-fi and uh, and I, I, it's primarily what I read when I was a kid. 
uh, and including, I didn't ever read Lord of the Rings. I only read the, I don't know if you guys remember the clip books that were just uh, books that were the film clips of the movies, and they had the entire dialogue. I just sat in a corner and just read all those all the time. I yeah. loved those books. I got my ass kicked all the time for just sitting in the corner during recess reading those, and I'm like, this is so good. It was what, worth it. It was worth the beating. What was the first time where you realized, oh, uh, this is a nerdy thing. Other kids just aren't quite as into this as I am. It wasn't nerdy when I was a kid. You were being a geek, and that was very different. Uh, nerds to us were kids who were really good in school, who were great at math and science and physics. Okay. And I still kind of use that to this day. I'm like, I'm a, I'm a geek. I geek out about things, but I'm not a nerd because I don't know all the minutiae. I don't. A nerd is someone who has the, the, the capability of retaining it, and they're organized. I am like one of those serial killers that doesn't hide their bodies. I'm super disorganized. I'm really bad at it. Uh, I just love the thing I love. So, Yeah, I'm not a detail guy at all. I just love what I love. So, Star Wars. My, my mom is Star Trek. My wife is Star Trek. And we fight all the time about because I'm like, they're fucking, look. I'm split two of my yeah, <laughs> and I'm, yeah, and my grandfather's Star Wars. He's like, yeah, Star Trek, that's great. You know, if you like humanities, I mean, if you take a humanities class, <laughs> I mean, if you, you care, care about people, about yeah, if you care about people, but <laughs> Star Wars is great because it's like a great Japanese, uh, 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 you know, it's literally like a samurai movie, and yeah. <laughs> All right, I would like to bring out our next guest. She is. I'll allow it. Uh, thanks, Brad. <laughs> and then I touch you. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right. Our next guest is a professional nerd because there is doctor in front of her name. She, yeah. yeah. She is the physics professor up at COCC, uh, Central Oregon Community College. For those of you listening, not from the area, we refer it to as the cock on the rock because <laughs> it's built on the side of a hill. Uh <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for physics professor, Dr. Wendy Wampler. Yeah! Woo! Wendy, come in, sit down, join us. Yeah, you've got various <laughs> beverages that you brought out with you. Oh, no! Oh, God, what did I do? I'm breaking everything. I wonder why we had sound right, problems. No, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I knew that chord. Wait, I have a sound for that. Hold on. Uh. Thank you. <laughs> I think I would have gone for S. <laughs> All right. Wendy Wampler. Welcome Hi. to Fuzzy Logic. Hello. Hey. Nice to see you all. So, Wendy, physics professor. Yes. How long have you been a professor? Um, let's see. Uh, since uh, 2012, officially. Um, so, yeah, five years. <laughs> Were you faking it before no, that? I, no. <laughs> well, I was a TA, <laughs> so I, like, I taught, but I wouldn't call myself a professor. Got it. <laughs> so, and at COCC this whole time? No, I was at oh. uh, Lynn Benton Community College before that. Oh. Did a little postdoc work at uh, Oregon State, which is how I ended up in Oregon. Cool. That's the plan the whole time. <laughs> so are you enjoying Bend? Oh, yeah. It's great. Yeah. Super fun. Awesome. Always a lot going on. So, okay, so I have to ask, have you ever had your students stand up on the desk uh, chanting an inspirational quote that you taught to them earlier in the movie? I mean, in the in the class. <laughs> I'm not that cool. No. No? No. Oh. <laughs> No, I do have really a lot of uh, dumb sayings, and I want to get them on shirts. One of them is like, you got to strive to derive. 
<laughs> I, and one day I'm going to have like a series of really uh, dumb I accidentally lectures. completed that sentence in my head. I thought you were going to say, <laughs> I have a lot of dumb students. <laughs> I don't. They're wonderful, thank you. They're pretty great. <laughs> no, they just have to put up with my crap. Get in on that microphone. Yeah, I don't know Eat how the microphone Like it's an ice cream cone. Hi, microphone. It's got to be hard to have dumb physics students, though. <laughs> like, there's nobody that is... No dumb people are like, you know what I aspire to? Greatness. <laughs> so, they just... <laughs> This guy over here doesn't understand imaginary numbers, am I right? <laughs> Let's talk Dyson spheres, nerd. <laughs> we don't cover that in the first year. Sorry. That's, that's, that's like fourth year At least. <laughs> so, professor, I mean, physics professor, that's fairly nerdy. What was wanting to be a physics professor when you were like, oh, I'm truly a nerd? What was your first, like, realizing that you were a nerd experience? Well, I was an engineer first, so that's just in, in built-in nerdery. Um, I, I liked Star Trek Next Generation a lot. Uh-huh. Uh, does anybody remember the show Beekman's World? Yes. Oh, I yes. love Beekman's yes. World. That was pretty serious yeah. in my life as a kid. Uh, and I don't know. I just always wanted to be an engineer, and then I realized I actually like space more than... Was it Jordy an engineer? Oh, Jordy LaForge? He's chief engineer, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Not just. Well, he was in the second season. Before that. I do think I do think he got promoted at some yeah, point. He You're did. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 So Jordy is your nerd uh, hero. Jordy episodes are awkward. Uh, so, <laughs> oh my uh, God, did you see the pilot episode, like the unofficial one, where he still had the curly? Uh, what is the? Ages uh, ago. And Jerry Curl. Jerry, Jerry Curl. Terrible. Oh yeah. yes. If you guys oh, haven't man. seen that, look it up. I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube. Holy crap! I've I didn't only even seen know parts this of existed. it. Yes. Uh, you see rough. Levar Burton with a uh, mullet, Jerry Curl yeah. mullet. He looks uh, like Ashford from Ashford and Simpson, but yes. he's in space. But you don't it have to take my awesome. word for it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, as a physics professor, and we're all nerds here, so here we're going to open it up to the audience at this point. If you have any questions for our professional smarty pants, feel free to flag down Dusty, ask your questions. I do want to start asking questions about time travel. Right? So you know all about time travel. You can tell me everything, how to do it, where to go, all of those things. No, it's just... Yeah, they have a whole wing of CFCC that's devoted to time travel. Well, not yet. Uh, It's there. We just, you know, uh, in the future it'll come back. Uh, So here's... Okay. Okay. Time travel question. I might be able to handle it. Physics professor. Okay. Here we go. Not usually covered in our classes, by the way. The... uh, Okay. Do you think that nobody in history, past or future, has tried to go back and kill Hitler? Or do you think Hitler Hitler just had the best uh, interdimensional bodyguards ever? I mean, if, I mean, think about how many people would go back in time to kill Hitler. Why I have an alternate explanation. Yes. Maybe there was someone worse than Hitler. Yeah. Higher priority. And he got taken out, so we don't know about him. If yeah, you could so, go back in time... Why would you kill Hitler? Just go get him as a baby and love him. That's all you have to do is love that baby. You don't have to kill him. Get him out of his fucking house. Take him and raise him as your own. Fun you fact, first? Hitler was raised by a Jewish nun. It didn't work. It did not work. <laughs> yeah. Good. Now, you got to uh, nice, uh, create some memories, you know? Have a turkey once in a while with the family. Yeah, the, the, the third option Brad yeah. mentioned is 
what if everybody in the future went back in time to stop something that much worse than Hitler, where they saw World War II and the genocide and everything, and they're like, oh, no, that, we, we don't need to worry about that one. i got to yeah, go fix this other fine. thing. That's fine. Right? I feel yeah. like there would be this – is, this is wrought full of, like, paradoxes, so I don't even know where to start. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's, like, there's at maybe, least two Heinlein books about this. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm not really sure. This is not in my wheelhouse. Um, <laughs> no, what? I'm not really sure. Uh, I would say that – there's got to be some sort of paradox going on. All and right. if you go back in time, that changes the universe. So I would say maybe there was somebody worse than Hitler, and they went and back they in stopped. time, and they stopped him, and maybe they only had one chance at it. That's very true. You can't screw up the time continuum, as we all know no. from but, Star Trek. But let's go ahead and also <laughs> add the idea of alternate universes. Oh. So now we have threads. Yes. <laughs> we have, so now we have several threads. Well, that's the thing. If you go back in time, you're kind of splitting universes, I feel like, if it's going to happen. Well, there's, <laughs> there's all kinds of uh, time travel theories, right. actually. Um, we got an like, audience You literally question. just blew my mind, yeah. right, by the way. Like, I was like, oh, my God, that's right. What if you go back into an, But if you go back into time and it's not your time? Yeah. Now you just fucked everything up. Yeah. Yes. Oh my that's, God. Some, that's some Back to the Future so shit. So right sticking there. with uh, time travel, oh, no. um, <laughs> do you think it's going to be possible in like the next 10, I don't know, 10, 15 years to actually be able to travel through time to any degree? No. <laughs> I'm not sure if we can do this. A hard no. I, this, I don't, I don't this think theater is actually a time machine, no, and you have traveled an hour into the future since you got here. That's not a fascinating uh, answer. Right. No, I mean, yeah. they, can't even, they can't even nail self-driving cars yeah, yet. I, yeah, like, yeah. We, I, I think we're going to need a little bit more time. There's we a lot of to. quantum mechanical implications to this that, I, I mean... I don't think we're going to figure it out. I mean, technically, if you go on Mount Everest, you're time traveling a little bit. Yeah. Time's going a little when is it, faster, I think. Yeah. Uh, oh. Well, okay. Yeah, we can get into right. relativity. Physics <laughs> theory. Uh, gravitational waves, pulling, black holes, all of this stuff. Um, the larger, the more gravity something has, the faster time travels as you get closer to it. So as you get older, and uh, I use myself as an example, and get fatter, is that why it seems like time goes faster as you get older? As you increase in mass. As I increase yeah, in mass. No, I, <laughs> said you're not the bending stoner. space time enough to quite manifest that effect. Uh, that's more, I think, a As a matter of fact, thing. we all do think you're pretty dense. So thank you. <sighs> all right, we got we got theory here. Oh, we got another question. It's not a question. It's more like a theory. Yes. Oh. So hypothesis. Let's go back to the time travel thing, where you know Hitler got like Hitler got killed by some. What if? Hitler got killed by the X-Man, the famous serial killer in, like, a really long time ago. Then know. we'd know. I don't know. But <laughs> theory, like, what So if? you're saying before yeah. he uh, got famous for Hitlering? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you really Hitlered that up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I don't All know. Right, we got another audience question? I'm not sure. I don't I'd like, to, I'd like to change direction and, and ask about a real physics professor about yeah. interaction at a distance huh? uh, that we seem, this seems to be the latest stuff that things that are 
have this unusual connection. Huh? Can you talk about that a little bit? Oh, so quantum entanglement. Yes. Oh, yes. Ooh, so this yes. is actually a really old idea. Uh, Einstein realized it'd be uh, the implications of quantum mechanics would be that two things would be able to somehow communicate, and that's kind of a loose term, uh, through space at infinite distances instantaneously. And so that's why and he called it spooky action at a distance, which I love. That's like the best thing to call it. Uh, and so he posited that that meant quantum mechanics couldn't be true because it suggested this. But uh, it turns out some grad student... In, um, and I can't remember when, probably like around the 60s, actually uh, built a machine in his garage to show that this happened, that, that the quantum entanglement was real. Uh, because nobody would fund it. Everybody just thought it was ridiculous. And so everyone thought, oh, that's nonsense. We're not going to put money into that. And this grad student said, well, you know, I don't know. Einstein kind of had a thing going on. So maybe his implications, maybe we should test them. Uh, and he found out it there there was this this interaction, and it has to do with uh, when you when you put two electrons together, they interact in a way uh, that they can only be in in so, a certain spin orientation. Let me get a little nerdy. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's called the Pauli exclusion principle. And if you bring two electrons together uh, and they share an orbital, they can only be spin up and spin down. But they're quantum. Uh, they're kind of quantum systems, so they're always in every state at once, but always opposing. Right. So it's kind of like, like flipping Ryan a coin. Me. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. No matter what. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's kind of like you flip a coin and if, if you get heads and the other one must be t- tails. Right. So it's a kind of a probabilistic thing. But if you entangle these two things and then you separate them, if you get one of them to to kind of take a state, so be heads, then the other one instantaneously takes a state of tails. But. And this is the thing that I've never understood about that. They say that you can't use that for communication. Yes. So the problem is, is you can't control what state it's going to be in. Oh. So it's like flipping a coin. You can't make it be heads. So if we could, for instance, separate those two things and then say, well, I'm gonna, I can communicate by making this one be an up, then this one will be a down. But you can't force quantum states. It's like a flip of a coin. It's probabilistic. What causes them to be quantum entangled? Uh, that, that interaction, that, Just that, that, being close to each other? Yeah, that, there's this, this rule, this poly exclusion principle that, that electrons can't take on the same state in the same place at the same time. They have to be different in at least one way. And that one way is spin. I, I have too many questions, but I'm going to ask another one anyway. Oh. We have a question up here. Oh, we got a question from the audience. Oh. I was just going to say is when they split, I mean, how quickly is it for one to figure that they're going to go up and the other one would go down. I mean, it's, it's instantaneous, right. and, so, and that's are, the weird part. <laughs> so do they? Spooky. So really. what you're saying is, do they kind of like uh, communicate with one another and say, "I'm going to go up and you're going to go down," or? I mean, that's you know, mysteries of that's the universe. The spooky. <laughs> yeah, part. I mean, really, we don't <laughs> yeah. know, and that that actually breaks all the laws of communication and, and information traveling at the speed of light. I mean, it's really problematic. It breaks apart a lot of our field theory uh, can you be, <laughs> ideas. Can you be quantum entangled with more than one atom at a time? So there's Triplets? a lot of there's a lot of questions about quantum entanglement. One of the coolest uh, experiments I heard was they used buckyballs. Have you, do you know what that is? It's like yeah. a, it's a, a giant uh, carbon structure and it's it's almost macroscopic. It's like on the, the order of DNA. It's so it's it's bigger than a normal uh, atomic structure. Buckminster and they, Fuller, right? <laughs> the idea that the buck, buckyball was that that geodesic sort of shape. I have no idea. We'll say yes. Buckminster. That's the chemist world. I have no idea. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, it's it's, it's a fucking bottle. It's the thing. Uh, And and so they were able to get that into a certain state and entangle with a, a fellow molecule and separate that, and it exhibited 
quantum entanglement. So uh, we're not really sure where it stops, and that's the interesting part of it. Is is we we can we can demonstrate it with electrons, we can demonstrate it with light, we can demonstrate it with molecules, uh, but where does that like interaction stop? I mean, that's the big mystery. Does it last forever? I I, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I'm not sure about that one. Uh, but it is, uh, uh, it happens, and it happens very consistently. So that's that's kind of the cool is part. It a, is it a universal law, or is it a? Well, well, quantum theory is the the most supported by data uh, scientific theory we have, and it's an implication of quantum theory. And so I'm curious because the Chinese experiment, where they've moved one electron from one place to another, a, a particle transformation where they've moved it from. Well, they one, didn't move it. They, they, they move shared it, right? the information. Okay, they right. were able using this entanglement technique. So there is a way. Okay. So you take these two entangled uh, electrons and you separate them, and then you make one pick a state. But if you entangle a second set with that one, then whatever state you make this. The entang first entangled one will take the opposite, and the third entangled one will take the same. So oh. what they did is they were able to transfer, like transfer that quantum state information. So but they didn't phone transfer. Tag. They didn't transfer. That's right. They didn't transfport. Yeah, yeah. We're, we we can't transport yet, but we can make atomic structures like in, that are entangled, kind of mimic each it's other. In the some nucleus way. of that idea at this point, right? Like it's more like taking on the same state, but it's still a different atom. So does and this, they, this they, violates the ahead. speed of light. Oh yeah, oh yeah. This is instantaneous, and that's a big problem. Yeah, faster than light. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it, yeah. my understanding is yeah. over infinite distance. Yeah, as far instantaneously. as we can tell. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, and I mean, this is the future of communication if we can figure it out. It's quantum computing. It's a, a lot of this stuff has to do with this this entanglement idea. It's just the control. We can't control quantum systems. So there we are. <laughs> I have a. a just a question as far as uh, the difference between, say, a geek and a nerd. Oh. Um, I'm, a, I'm a nerd. W uh, well, I'm well, a geek. I, okay. So <clears throat> you have a geek and a nerd, mm -hmm. and, and in the same universe you have somebody who is sci-fi and somebody who is fantasy. Who would be the fantasy and who would be the um, sci-fi. Sci-fi is nerd, as my positive. Sci-fi is nerd. I want it, Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm asking. Which one is it? Is it geek that is a is a D and D fan, or is I, it? I'd uh, say they're both geeks. Yeah, I think they're both geeks, yeah. but I think that that's a it. nerd is more. I mean, it, the, the the whole idea of a nerd was someone that was uh, learned, scholarly, you know, uh, was organized, and a geek is someone who is a fan of something. So well, so and, that, and then the term big geek, fan of something. and then the term comes of geeking out on. Right, because right? yeah. you're geeking out on it, so it doesn't really matter what it is if it's yeah. anything. Also, a lot of almost all the nerds I know uh, shower regularly, and most of the geeks I know like like, like maybe <laughs> once every three days because we're up all fucking night drinking Balls Energy Drink and like a, yeah, and watching old movies. So there's a difference. I think that you know the, all the nerds I knew were you know clean white shirts and lots of pens and. Uh, great at math and great at English and science, and geeks were great at uh, they were great at reading books and the book drive and and stinking up a room, stinking up a room a lot. Yeah, bo yeah. unfortunately, both of them are bad at talking to people. <laughs> hey, I yeah. do okay. I, wait, yeah, I see wait, both what? as being people that are very passionate about very specific things. I see nerd as the more academic side of it, Bingo, more by yeah. the book. I see geek as the more abstract freelance type. You just crystallized my thoughts eloquently. Yes. Oh, high five. I'm going to give you a high five. Boom. I could talk. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, do we want to move on to trivia? Any more questions for the doctor? By the way, would anybody kill Hitler if he looked like this? <laughs> what, if he, what if he had that mustache and made that hand instead of the other one? That's He's a like, much hey. better. Oh. Yeah. That's a cross between Hitler Spock. and Spock. Yeah. It's a sprinkler. But he's got like... <laughs> Don't talk on Spock like that. He's an asshole, but... <laughs> Perfect. Any more questions? One more. Questions one more. Can I call you Doc? Yes, absolutely. It's awesome. I might even answer. <laughs> Is your question what's up? <laughs> no. Uh, so speaking of Star Trek Next Generation, my favorite character, um, Data, um, and then kind of combining that over to kind of the limit we're reaching with Moore's Law with how, how many uh, transistors we can fit on a chip, what do you see or do you have any insight into where we go next uh, towards you know, the next level of computing to... It's quantum computing for sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, that ability to manipulate and to communicate on infinite distances. And if you think spin up, spin down, that's zero and one, right? So you're already talking about quantum bits. They call them qubits. That's really cute. Um, (laughs) And so I think that's that's the future is being able to harness it. And that's the problem is we're just we can't quite pick states and make the communication happen yet. But that is definitely where everybody's headed. But they already have quantum computing, don't they? To some extent. I mean, the actual utilization of entanglement is the real goal. Right. And yeah, and we're, we're not there talking, yet. Oh, sorry. I was going to oh. say we were talking about going down structures with the with a lot of carbon nanotubes and stuff like that, making it even smaller. But it's still not down to the quantum level mm-hmm. and the electron level, yeah. though. So. I've heard, and I'm not the physicist, but I've heard that once they get quantum computing figured out, that like there's no security anywhere. Oh yeah. That yeah. it just it breaks every security code. When we get towards the singularity, things are gonna get really interesting. I mean, computing will outpace even our own thought thought ability, and I don't know what's gonna happen. It's kind of scary. You've already outpaced mine. <laughs> I, I have I have one one more question before we do. This is a good. I argue a lot online with flat earthers. Oh. oh. And uh, which I now call which I now call uh, <laughs> globalists because they're just so anti-globe. And uh, uh, <laughs> but what would as a physicist as a, uh, what would be your argument closer? What would be the way you shut the door on that? It's how gravity works. It's spherical in nature. It just is. <laughs> it cl- clings clump together in spheres. Yeah. They don't clump together in any other shape naturally, unless there's some influence of other uh, magnetic fields maybe in the area. But for the most part, things clump together in spheres. They just do. Good. I'd good, be good. like, well, why is every other damn planet or object we see in the whole universe spherical? Yeah. <laughs> this is a whole group of people that think that islands float. So it's an I, insane I, yeah. idea. I don't even understand it. Yeah, I can't comprehend it. I, I don't time. understand how you are locked off from information so heavily. Yeah. Well, all information now is subject to yeah. <laughs> questions. An opinion. Uh, they must be telling us the Earth is round because they're trying to sell us globes. <laughs> That's why. Totally. Because yeah. plates don't work. Why do I need this great big round thing yeah. when I could just use a nice little yeah? Why don't you serve it's your own big your... sphere trying to get us away <laughs> <Yeah>. from mass? <laughs> try big, serving your try big serving globe your up there on Capitol Hill. Try serving Hill, your up there your the on a on a on a globe, you idiot. <laughs> just be like, oh, go sell, sail off the edge. Yeah. Come yeah, on, get exactly. out of here. What are we, that's not gonna happen. Good luck. <laughs> God, I just want to say that. The one thing just I sail think off of, the edge. 
is Bugs Bunny taking a baseball, mm-hmm. throwing it literally around the planet, and it comes back the other direction, and it has all these stickers from all of these countries and yeah. stuff. And he's like, see, it is round. <laughs> and he's like, Perfect. it makes sense. Bugs Bunny. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh. All right, any more audience questions? I think we're going to start getting into trivia. Are you guys ready for some trivia? Well, yeah! All right. So I have... Ooh. Fuzzy Logic Trivia. Ooh, there's lyrics. Uh, uh, I can't think of anything that rhymes with trivia. Uh, <laughs> all right. So the way that this will work is that I have five categories, three questions in each. We will go down the line here. You will get points based on how accurate or hilarious your answer is. Uh, so audience, the way this will work for you guys, I'm going to ask the question to them. If they don't give me an instant response, I will then ask the audience to participate. Try not to yell out until I ask the audience. But at the end, uh, Elaine down there will be taking points. It is up to her whether it is funny or correct enough to get points. And at the end, whoever has the most points will get some awesome Fuzzy Logic prizes. Ooh, I know, exciting. And the losers will get shitty Fuzzy Logic prizes. <laughs> All right. So uh, we'll start with Brad. Oh, yes. So we have five categories. Right. We have body and medicine. We have general knowledge, geography and earth, nature... People and events and science and technology. That sounded like six categories. Was it six? Okay, <laughs> then there's six. <laughs> I have six. It's not one of the categories. So <laughs> math isn't right. one of them. One point for Brad. <laughs> um, general knowledge. I don't know anything about the military or generals. Uh, so we'll just go science and technology. Science and technology. Yes. All right, science and technology. Question number one. Can anyone answer? Just... Yes. Yeah, how does this go? So, for, this okay, so I will ask the question. Uh-huh. Oh, 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 I forgot the most important part. The, like, I all got, the answers. <laughs> I got all of our questions out of a book that is called The Big Book of Children's Questions and Answers. Mm-hmm. It was published in 1974. In Britain. I was published in 1974, too. <gasps> ah! So here's... Easy for you. There is a series of answers that I will accept as correct, which is what was in the book and what is now correct. <laughs> what is actually Because there are a couple of these things that have changed over time. Um, so, yeah. So if you can give me the incorrect one in the book, you will still get a point for that. Ooh. Um, but at the end, I will have the updated answer if it has changed over time because science is constantly evolving, right? So that was a very changing. long answer, not answering her question. Yeah. What was the question? <laughs> what are the rules? How would you oh, so, yeah. So rules. I will ask the question. The panel here will get Any to answer. Yes. In. Anybody can jump in up here. If they don't have a correct answer after a couple of seconds, I will then go to the audience and you guys can just start shouting stuff out. But remember, wait until I say audience. So are we are we talking this out or are we just, uh, just answering? Yeah, we'll eventually so get to the right answer. The plan yeah, is to not only ask questions but to teach people what the right answer is. Congratulations, you're doing it for free it's now. Educational program. <laughs> you could protest right. and not answer. Pro bono work. I will totally give you points for that. <laughs> All right, here we go. Science and technology, number one. When does litmus paper turn red? Acid, right? Yeah. Oh, when the pH balance is lower. Yeah, is that correct? 
That is incorrect. It is an acid. Acid oh. turns litmus paper. So I think Brad said red or acid, right? pH is an acid. Yeah, pH yeah. lower acid. We're yeah. both correct. Well, there's it's a range of basic to up, acid, right? Because basic is lower. Yeah, I don't know. Acid is higher. The pH is the scale. Basic is oh, up. Yeah, that's the scale. Yeah, it's yeah. the scale. Yeah. So one is acid. Oh my god. I'm not a chemist. Me either. I'm terrible. <laughs> so the litmus. So okay, no, no, no. So I can teach you. Here we go. Right. So the litmus test is a scale from one to fourteen, with seven being right in the middle. Right. Water, tap water, nothing, no acid, no base. That is seven. So above seven is the acids, which gives us the red of litmus paper. You're certain that above seven is it is yeah. correct. Acid. I'll give them that. And below seven is base. But it is a pH scale. I don't think it is the yeah. pH scale. It is the whole <laughs> scale. That's what I'm saying. I'd like to uh, quiz the audience. I'm Am I the wrong way? That's what, yeah. Acid is lower. See, now we're learning things. This is what's important. All right, I'm here's some of us are learning things. <laughs> All right, hold on. You're the best around. No one ever going to bring you down. <laughs> All right. Here's the answer. Litmus paper turns red when placed in an acid solution, but blue if the solution is alkaline. This absorbent paper is the oldest and most commonly used indicator of the presence or absence of acid. Its special qualities are due to the fact that it has been soaked and impregnated with a mixture of dyes. I'm giving that one to the audience. You want to give that one to the audience? Yeah. Okay. We all know. There you go. Wait a minute. I said acid all right. first. I didn't believe you. <laughs> yeah, so the audience was correct. All right. When they said what? When, when they, they said, agreed with you. Uh, with when me? they agreed with no, When they agreed with you, right, they were okay. right. No, I'm giving it to the yeah, audience. We'll give it to the audience. Yeah. Let's give it to the audience. That's right. Mm. Yeah. So to answer the question, red means acid. There we go. Okay. This is going really well, you guys. That's just the first <laughs> question. We are on a trip now. I know, right? We're working on it. Turns out in 1974, 14 was an acid. <laughs> yeah, this is what it was. Oh, back then. All right. Moving on. I swear it'll get better from this point forward. It just Fingers about crossed. has to. I know, right? Yeah. The pH scale right. was different in 1974, you guys. I mean, yeah. let's, let's be honest. They didn't have as much nuclear rain as we do now, so I get it. Uh, all right, Derek, would you like to pick a category? Uh, ooh, uh, uh, Nature, geography, science. geography. Geography. Yes. All right, geography, question number one. Because I'm terrible at it. I am too. All right, where is the Fingal's Cave? And that's what it looks like behind you. You can see it. There it is. There's our picture of the Fingal's Cave. Where is Fingal's Cave? Anyone? Mom's house? I have no idea. Mom's house? Thank you. <laughs> From the doctor. Oh, okay. All right, we're going Someone's to very enthusiastic. We have Scotland. The audience says Scotland. One point for the audience. Fingal's Cave. Oh. All right. Wait, wait. I want to hear this. Say that again. The audience is on fire tonight. Mendelssohn wrote some music called Fingal's Cave. And there you go. I was totally going to say that. I bet you are. Exactly that, were you? <laughs> I thought nice. looked like Gringotts. I was going to say it was Gringotts. You know what? If the audience got it last time, I think I should get this one. Um, <laughs> audience, what do you guys think? Okay. Pity, pity point for Brad. I will take every pity point. All right. Here's, the, here's our official answer. 
The Great Cave, named after the legendary Celtic hero Finn McCool. Oh, that is a badass name. <laughs> right? Or Fingal is at the southern end of the Isle of Staffa, seven miles west of Mole, just off the Scotland coast. One of the largest islands of the inner Hebrides. Hebrides! Another point for the Another audience! Another point for the audience. Bonus point, bonus point. Off Scotland's <laughs> west coast. You come on up here. You're He's doing much better than the rest of Fingal's Cave is 227 feet long, 42 feet wide, and 66 feet high. I think Finn McCool is also Scrooge McDuck's cousin. Probably. It's also the name of every single pub in Scotland. <laughs> it's literally all Finn McCools. How do you go from Finn McCool though? Was it? Finn? Yeah, well, uh, What's his nickname? picture the thickest Scottish accent, Finn McCool, and his nickname was Fingal. Fingal is so not <laughs> exactly cool. his actual name. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fingal. Right. Question number three. Next question. I have to go with science. I don't know. You want to go with science? (laughs) All right. Science question number two. Oh, this one might be good. All right. And I will tell you that this one definitely has an updated answer since 1974. And I'm really excited to read the answer from the book. Here's the question. When will men land on another planet? (laughs) I hope soon. Or women. We're planning Mars. I, th- oh, I think they don't mean... be ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Women, God. That's the question that was in the book. I just Wait, wrote it, it down. But does it have an answer? Did they extrapolate like an exact time? Oh, you, and that's a great thing. You can be very general with this answer. Yeah, I'm like soonish. All right, eventually. <laughs> like, at Even- some okay, point. that's getting even closer. Yeah, Tell I'm you like, what, audience, know. do you want to just yeah, audience shout something out? What do you think? Oh, wait a minute. Does what's that? Is 2025? Do people have to be in there, or can we just say send a rover there? Well, we already did. Yeah. I know, but this was 1974. Yeah, this is a Price is Right answer. Whoever is closest without going over. Can we send the like Irish band the rovers to Mars? Mars? That would be fun. Let's send them up. One dollar. <laughs> 1995? I was guessing 90. 2001? Oh, yeah, right. Ooh, that's a good one. All right, here is the actual answer in this book. No definite date can be given for man's first landing on another planet, no but it is not expected until after the next decade. You know, the 80s. You know, uh, <laughs> science. I mean, no. <laughs> the first planet to be visited is likely to, likely to be Mars. Venus, the nearest to Earth, is too unhis- unhospitable, for it is enveloped in gas and has a surface temperature of about 900 degrees centigrade. Yeah, during the day. <laughs> All right, does anybody want to give me... Now, I will I will even tell you guys, Barack Obama gave a speech at the Kennedy Center, or the Space Center, not the, you know, uh, Kennedy Space Center, uh, saying when the U.S. government planned on being in, or being on Mars. Can anybody give me the decade? 30s. Yeah. 2030s, who said that? There we go, there you go, Barack Obama said that we'd be there 2030. for uh, Wendy. 2030. Give that one to Derek. Given that one to Derek. <laughs> All right. So using the whiteboards in front of you, I have a Thank follow-up you. question. Here's a follow-up question. We're gonna do prices right rules. Closest without going over. One dollar. <laughs> That's not bad. One million dollars. Venus. The temperature of Venus is 900 degrees centigrade. What is that in Fahrenheit? Closest without going over. Oh, I used to know this math too. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so 8100. She's actually putting down an equation. Yeah. What's uh, 81? All right. You got, you got three? <laughs> Just write no. something down. Uh, Closest without okay. going over. Um, Any number. 900? Is that what you said? 900 degrees centigrade. What is that in Fahrenheit? That's way too high, probably. I'm going to say, uh, uh, I don't know, 1,100. 1,100? That's like, Anybody else? I, oh, I said 725. I don't use I Fahrenheit lower. much Well, then I just, I want to go, I want to go 600 that. degrees then. Go, how much? 600. 600 degrees? I just want to do All it. All right, audience, you want to give me a number? The smart vote is with Wendy. <laughs> You're on your phone. You don't count. You're a big ch- <laughs> Well, no, she was doing I was math. Writing. I have yeah. equations. She was, she was using an analog calculator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't right. do arithmetic in my head. 1101? Oh. I said 1100, didn't I? Yeah. Dirty pool. All right, right so audience is closest without going over. The correct answer is 1650 degrees Fahrenheit. 1650. 1523? That's pretty close. The audience still gets the point. Audience still gets the point. All right, going. All right, audience, pick a category. General knowledge. All right, general knowledge number one. Uh, all right. General knowledge question number one. What is the origin of Santa Claus? Oh, it's, it's uh, the origin should be. Uh, I want to say it's German. No, no, no. Okay, so a spaceship fell from space. <laughs> um, they were escaping a, a, a team of uh, uh, other aliens. They, were, they had been cap- captive, and uh, so he landed on the planet. This is the origin story of Santa Claus. Yeah, right? yeah. Did one of those aliens the have a glowing Did L. Ron Hubbard write this? <laughs> it, it, Scandinavian? What were you going to say? Yeah. All right. It was from St. Nicholas. Yeah. And right. the Dutch is Santa Claus, yes. and we got Santa Claus from that. There we go. That is correct. It is Saint Nicholas. Uh, you should be up here. Extra question uh, before I, before I read this. Can anybody tell me what Saint Nicholas was the patron saint of specifically? Presents. Greed. <laughs> oh, shopping oh, malls. Gets another one. Shopping Children. malls. Patron saint of shopping malls. malls. Uh, consumerism. He was the saint of consumerism. Um, he was actually the patron. We had. We got. We got children over here. He is the patron saint of school children and sailors. Uh, <laughs> they both have the same language. So. Uh, all right, so here. Before, at, before we go on, can we have her escort out? Of yeah, her? she's answering <laughs> way too many questions. Smartest person in the room. We know, need apparently. her. All right. She might so be our expert book, on our next show. We meant that jokingly. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're welcome. Hey. <laughs> there you go. All right, so from the book, the jolly old man with white whiskers who brings children toys in his sack at Christmas time had his origin his origins in the popular Saint Nicholas. 4th to 5th century A.D., the patron saint of school children and sailors. Was the uh, thumbs up the typical uh, yes. St. Nicholas or Sinterklaas? Yeah, it's reading? kind of like his live long and prosper, like just his, a big thumbs up. It's his buddy okay. Jesus. Like. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He would later <laughs> sell out to Coca-Cola. Yeah, you missed it. Uh, just to the other side of this picture here is a Coca-Cola bottle, and on the other side is Jesus also giving a thumbs up. And a polar bear, right? And, and a over polar here, bear. polar bear about to eat him. Yeah, po- yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> For the yeah. children well, yeah, and the sailors, you know. The, yeah. the cigarettes are on there. Santa Claus bringing children and sailors together since the fourth century. <laughs> <laughs> 
And you all did the hard work on that. You all did the heavy lifting with your brains. So now that's your, that's on you. I just, thought you it just was took sweet. it the extra. Yeah, I took the it the extra, extra mile. mile. All right, Brad, next category. I drove it to the oh. mall. You guys dropped it off. What do we got left? Uh, we still have a bunch of questions in all category, body and medicine, general knowledge. Ooh, science. medicine was one? What's that? Med- was medicine one? Medicine. Medicine, oh, body I and I want to know about 1974 medicine for sure. <laughs> all right. Oh, I, I loved this section of the book as I was reading it because it seemed more philosophical than anything else. Uh, the first question is... We believe is, the body has bones. <laughs> what makes you yawn? What makes you yawn? I always heard it was a lack of oxygen, but I don't know that. That is correct. Lack of oxygen. Is that 1974 information, or is that legit? So uh, here's the answer from the book. (laughs) When you yawn or when you see somebody else do so, it is a sign of great need. That need is for more oxygen in your lungs. Wait. It's also a need for more entertainment sometimes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What? When you you have been sitting in a room where the air has become stale, your body cries out for oxygen oxygen to cleanse and purify your blood, and the quickest way to supply that need is to open the mouth wide and gulp air. So why is it contagious? Oh, it from uh, nobody knows specifically. I did so much Googling on this. There's a lot of theories, and the best one that I have found so far is the... Well, that was actually my follow-up question. Why is yawning contagious? Anybody else have a theory? I think it's Before evolutionarily, like maybe it, it because if somebody is. else is like gasping for air, then you might need to do that too. That is exactly it. Yeah, <laughs> like it makes sense. That it's, you'd be like, it's oh, crap, like the when you see bad. a group of birds, if one bird just ups and flies away, the other one's like, oh, we all need to go at the same time. So it's the same thing. If we're in a room together and you have a lack of oxygen, the odds are good that I am also sharing that lack of oxygen. So it is just that knee-jerk reaction of, I need to survive too. I think I've read, and this could be totally wrong. we've got time for one more question before we move on. But I've heard that... Yeah. I was just going to say, I've heard that dogs will yawn if you do, but cats won't. That's true. That's true. It's a social bonding thing. Oh, yeah. Now, did you know that hiccups are the body's way of letting you know that you need an exorcism from a Catholic priest? (laughs) 1974. 1974. Yeah. <laughs> Learning the straight facts tonight. Uh, oh, so then the last one, uh, Brad mentioned boredom. Uh, people yawning because they're bored. That is actual scientific theory. Blood flow, when you are bored and you're sitting there not doing anything and your heart slows down, your blood flow starts to slow down and slows down the o- flow of oxygen to the brain. So by being bored, your brain is like, oh, no, we're dying. We need more oxygen. And then everybody else goes, I agree with you. Exactly. <laughs> yes. And then Kevin Spacey goes, I was acting Ugh. here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to do one more. I'm going to let the audience pick the next, the last category. Ooh, nature? nature? Nature. Okay. We're going to do nature number one. All right. This one does have a follow-up question afterwards. The question is. Where would you find the world's largest animal? Ocean. I was married to her mother. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I'm taking away a point yeah. from Brad. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you feel free to take a point away. That needs ocean. a reverse rim shot. In the ocean, yeah. can anybody tell me more specifically? Yeah. Sperm whale. Yeah, some sort of The whale. Atlantic Ocean, that is correct. Oh, Atlantic wow. Ocean. It is. So here is the answer from the book. Blue whales are the largest living animals. They are cosmopolitan creatures and are found in most of the seas, from the polar caps to the equator. Normally, those which inhabit the colder seas will migrate to warmer waters in winter. 
Park Place and I'm like, ooh. It's yes, you're, you're, you're actually leading me into my follow-up question. <laughs> I want to see if anybody can get this right. What the hell do they mean by cosmopolitan? Fancy. <laughs> fancy. It's a fancy yeah. whale. This so fancy. they just have a subscription to the magazine. I'm an uptown whale. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's very polite when. Wait. Do, do we have a theory over here? That's Neapolitan. Neapolitan. That's Neapolitan ice cream. Yeah. If he was cosmopolitan, though, he'd go. Who wants the strawberry? You. You have at it, please. You first. Yes. I'm. Um, pardon me. Please, Ryan. I'm dying to know. What do they mean by cosmopolitan? Oh, wait, wait. Ooh. I have no idea. There, I don't, there is no right or wrong answer to this. I just needed your guys' opinion because I did not understand <laughs> what, what they that? meant by. What? You had the internet? Social. So, okay, I'll accept that. <laughs> yeah, when I think of cosmopolitans, I think the girls in Sex in the City. They're like, eh. Right? A picture. So you were As sitting in front of a computer, went, hmm, I wonder what they mean by cosmopolitan, and then went on to the next question. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, that was the thing. Is like I, I understand what cosmopolitan means in the scheme of like sure a city geographical do. sense. But when it's it a comes connotation to, issue. Yeah, when it comes to describing a whale, wasn't quite sure about what that meant. <laughs> All right. All right. That is the end of our trivia. Give it up for everybody playing. Yay. Audience did an awesome job tonight. Our audience is our winner. Audience is the winner yes. tonight. Audience is the winner. Great job, audience. Uh, we will have prizes for you at the end. Everybody is going to get some Fuzzy Logic swag. We have a whole bunch of cool stuff to give away. Uh, but next, I want to introduce the man of the it? show. Wait, 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 wait. Oh. Are we doing Comic Book Corner first? <gasps> oh, yeah, that's right. Go, give me two seconds. Come back, come back in a second. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, camera doesn't need more than two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so we have a very special segment that we are doing. We have the manager of Pegasus Books, Ben's oldest comic book shop. Yeah. Um, he is going to be doing Cameron's Comic Book Corner. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Cameron. That's... That seriously is Hello. Ben's oldest comic That's, book shop. Yeah. I've been going there my entire life. Wow. Because I'm fully aware of how podcasts work, I brought visual aids. <laughs> Ooh. Um, I'm so happy that you brought up time travel because I asked you what topics you were going to cover so I could bring up a comic <sighs> that would be related to what you were talking about so that the audience they don't wouldn't make be comic books lost. about time travel. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. <laughs> and you, was you dodged the question, but luckily I very narrowly decided I wasn't going to talk about Sabrina the Teenage Witch and decided instead... <laughs> <laughs> that we're going to talk about Paper Girls. Yeah. Uh, I have the first volume of Paper Girls, if anybody wants to flip Ooh, through it for some context. I also have look. the latest issue, which came out earlier this week. I have a little bit of a spiel oh, prepared, but if anybody wants to interrupt at any point, if you have any questions. Yeah. Um, but first, uh, this is unrelated to the comic, but there is. Uh, you were talking earlier about, uh, you were asking if there was a Star Trek zombie book, yes. and there is. It's called Night of the Living Trekkies. Uh, it's oh, by Kevin that. David Anderson and Sam Stahl. It's very good. For a book that, like, the horror and the tension of is as well written as it is, it's insane how also I had to Wikipedia so many things from that book because the Star Trek knowledge is so inside, it's wild. Huh. Uh, okay, so Paper Girls. 
Paper Girls is an Eisner Award-winning comic book series published by Image Comics, written by Brian K. Vaughn of Why Last Man and Saga fame, which either means a lot or absolutely nothing to you, uh, with pencils and inks by Cliff Chang, the artist of the New 52 Wonder Woman run and this shirt that I'm wearing right now. Uh, and the book also features colors by Matt Wilson with Deacon Niff, letters and design by Jerry K. Fletcher, which is all important because it's all fucking glorious. It yeah. comes together. It's a good book, guys. It's a good book. Um, series premiered October 7th. 2015, with the first issue taking place in 1988 in the fallout of the Challenger explosion. It centers on a group of newspaper delivery girls who find a time machine and become entangled in a war between different factions of time travelers. Time travelers. So obviously, because this book exists, time travel will exist. Uh, and the book was right. It's, it happened in the 80s, so your kid's book was right. Oh. Uh, uh, what makes this comic special, in my opinion, um, is the way it uses themes such as nostalgia and genre not simply to appear appealing, uh, which is very popular right now, but um, to bolster a character-driven narrative. So we're media... Uh, media that is fun and celebrated, um, like Ready Player One or Stranger Things, um, which coincidentally came out similar time frame, about nine months after Paper Girls, uh, where those things lean on nostalgia, I would say almost to a fault and run dangerously close to coming off as sort of derivative. Um, Paper Girls uses the familiar to build an atmosphere that, once established, uh, gives way to a very unique uh, voice. So references to 80s horror and sci-fi uh, are they're primarily to help you understand the characters. Uh, and then you have um, a lot like, oh my god, you have a tremendous amount of symbolism. Anybody who's familiar with uh, the work of Brian K. Vaughn knows that he really gets off on layering the shit out of his books. Um, and so things like uh, the use of Apple's logo in place of like the uh, fruit from the tree of knowledge and things like that um, reinforce a coming-of-age story uh, that is set against the idea that the pursuit of knowledge is dangerous. Obviously, the first pages of the book taking place um, with a you know little girl sort of uh, dealing with the pain of, ex of experiencing the Challenger explosion as a this visceral, visceral national event, um, and it doesn't really ease up on the characters. Um, the coming of age story where you have these characters navigating ideas of friendship, sexuality, puberty, death, all while coming face to face with the actual, literal, future versions of themselves, and in the newest issue. Um, 17. Um, it takes place in the year 2000, and so the set is sort of decorated with shops like Blockbuster and Radio Shack. The idea that these represent to the main our main characters the future, but we, the reader, know that those businesses are all doomed to fail. Um, do you have a question? No, keep going. Uh, yeah, so, and then there's previous issues which parallel issues like homophobia and anti-Semitism with the currently fictional social issue of time traveler rights. Uh, and speculate about the future of language with um, the integration of like time speech that comes off as timeless for people that are used to traveling through different periods, but also like internet-based shorthand and things is wild. Um, and the insights and questions that are raised about those anachronisms, um, what those suggest about our own time or our relationship with the endless cultural and ethical conflict between the past and future, heighten what in many cases comes off as, you know, fun, like simple blockbuster fun to, in this case, I would say one of the best contemporary examples of science fiction literature. Is this an ongoing book? Yes. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first I've heard about it, too. I'm bummed. How I many, i got to check it out. How many uh, graphic novels do they have? Three. 
I got to do some catching up. Yeah. Yeah, and literally everybody on the book is an award-winning graphic novelist. Um, Brian K. Vaughn has a bushel of Eisner, Hugo, and uh, Harvey Awards um, for his work throughout science fiction. Um, it's an award-winning colorist, award-winning pencil and inker. It's, yeah, I mean... I literally, just before this show, I told him, I don't want anything else to collect. I read too much already. I'm spending too much on comic books. And then he fucking comes out with this. <laughs> That sounds amazing. It seriously does. Oh, yeah. I helped Brad move. I am aware of his comic book collection. <laughs> yes. I know exactly how much it weighs, too. <laughs> A lot. Uh, audience, have any questions for our comic book pro? No? That's it. Anybody up here? All I right, think that so everybody, sounds amazing. Check it out. Paper Girls. You can find it at Pegasus. Oh, wait. We have a question in the back. Yes. So is everybody really excited that the new 52 is over and Rebirth is going better? Um, well, so, okay. Uh, here's, here's the thing with DC. Settle in, guys. <laughs> DC, DC historically will reset their universe every three to five years without exception. Do you think it's actually that long? It seems like they're doing oh, every like, I, Yeah, because I've now worked at a comic book store through two of them. Um, so it's every three to five years. And when it happens, they put a lot of emphasis on new stories, new creative teams, new directions. And so obviously for that period of time, there's a lot of good stuff to read because they're trying really hard. Um, but it's sort of, it's putting the cart before the horse because it's basing your creative enterprise on advertising essentially and the value of that advertising based on how new and shiny it is uh and so it peters out in three to five years usually and it seems like because i'm reading all this shit um flashpoint was the last one right when they rebooted everything uh uh that depends on your definition of a reboot that's kind of what i was getting at is they now they're referencing pre-reboot stuff oh yeah Yeah, so it's like which, make up your fucking which DC mind. is want to do because they want a 75-year-old established universe to appear unintimidating to people that just want to pick up and read a comic, which you should be able to. A single-issue comic is like an episode of TV uh, or a song off an album. Like If it works properly, you can listen to it or read it or watch it in or out of context but, to great effect. To me, but on top of that, they also want... Uh, I'm sorry. What was your question, Brad? Look what you've done! <laughs> comic book corner. Give it for Cameron, everybody. Cameron's comic book I'm corner. I'm not done with him yet. Yes, you are. Thank you, Cameron. All right. This isn't Thank over. Thank you, Cameron. <laughs> All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're on to our final segment of the night. This is the one that you've been waiting for. Let's bring out our dungeon master, Jake Bladorn. Give it up for Jake Bladorn. Oh, freaking, he's going from up there. Yeah. Who here has played D&D before? You guys know? Okay. We, we are not but licensed to play that. We are playing a role-playing no game. No idea. Oh, all right. Yes, we are. So D&D is just the reference uh, uh, point for what will be happening next. We are not actually playing Dungeons & Dragons. I just need to very clearly state that what is about to happen is not 
Dungeons and Dragons. This is a generic role-playing game. This is Basements fuzzy and logic role-playing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Dystopia and, and demagoguery. Uh-huh. Offices and bosses. <laughs> all right. Uh, so here's here's the other thing that we need. We need to name our characters first. Uh, uh, what did your grandfather do for a living? Farm. Okay. Shall we have Jake give us a background on uh, what we're going to be doing? Yeah. So, Jake, would you like to tell us what role-playing games are? I'm going to play some mood music for you. <laughs> Get up on that mic. Oh, I love it. <laughs> All right. For those unfamiliar with role-playing games, they're a collective storytelling experience. Get close. Get where players close. and characters... Where the players are the characters in the story and the game master controls everything else. The game portion happens when the players tell the game master, me, what they want to do, and then I determine what happens using randomness, often in the form of dice. Uh, for tonight's adventure, I pre-rolled all the dice and attempted to speed up the gameplay. Oh. And less interruptions on the storytelling. Cool. So are we getting names now? Yes. Uh, the other thing I need, I need a two-syllable sound effect. Corn honk, okay. Alright, I got my character name. Alright, do you guys did you come up with the names? Alright, I'm gonna introduce my character. <clears throat> I am I am Horn Honk Farmson. I am a paladin level one. Uh, I am human. And my special attack is the smite evil once per day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's next? Elaine, you ready? Yeah. All right. I am a level one elf inquisitor, and I know common language, because that's cool. And my name's Judge Judy of the Shire. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll go. Um, I am a level one dwarf wizard, parentheses, evoker, parentheses. Uh, I know many languages, as, as it turns out. Nine, if you want me to list them. No. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, my name is Dwarfy McWizardson. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm a level three fighter, which means I'm a jock. And uh, uh, <laughs> my known language is common, because I, pro- I have no other special skills. Uh, but I can uh, I uh, I can uh, do acrobatics, climb and swim. Uh, so I called myself Ace Luganus. Ooh. <laughs> uh, so uh, my name is Stabarella. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> I am a level one half elf rogue, which I have no idea what means. Uh, I speak a common language, so that's neat. Um, I but I, I the Stabarella name came from that I'm speedy. I have a dagger and I'm also sneaky. Ah. Love it. I'm, I'm stabbing. All right. All right. I am a uh, level one alchemist, which means I am a gnome, which means I speak common and gnomish. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I throw bombs, and my skills are diplomacy and, and perception. <laughs> when I'm not throwing bombs. Um, Man, my name is MC Chad Zima. <laughs> uh, 
Is that everyone? All right. That's it. Jake, are you ready to get us started? Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. We begin our adventure in the land of Legikia, in the capital city of Fuzzy Town. It's a celebratory time for the awakening of Azula has finally arrived. After a thousand years, it's time for the protector of the land to return. At the opening celebration, the king stands before the crowd that's gathered outside the temple of Azula. Citizens of Legekia, we gather here today to celebrate the awakening of Azula. Soon she will once again take to the skies and rid our land of the evils that have run amok for the last thousand years. Ace, come forth. Hey, what the, what the, what the, look at these fucking idiots. That's what I say. What are these fucking guys who fucking celebrate and what a bunch of dumb shits. Flush one of their dumb heads in the toilet. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> All right, common language. <laughs> Is that what that means? I'm learning. So, right. uh, 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 so where, where am I in this? Where am I exactly in this? You're coming up to the I'm king. coming, I'm, yeah. So, yeah. uh, so here I, so, uh, uh, wait. I'm by myself. Yeah. Right? And I am I'm in ta- I'm in, I'm going towards this celebration, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're you're mingling with people. I'm t- checking people out. I'm calling them names yeah. and uh uh so uh uh I guess I want to I want to try and find out uh, like what this celebration's all about. I I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get why you guys are celebrating. What's Be- the big deal? Because the great dragon's about to awaken and save everybody. What? Well, that sounds Oh. So Azula is a dragon? That sounds goofy. Uh, Azula? Azula? Azula. Azula is a dragon. Mm. Oh, Azula is a dragon. Yeah. That's exciting. So Ace, as the champion of our lands, I have a task for you. All right. We need you to go collect all of the dragon stones in the four corners of the land. Once these stones have, are gathered, we can awaken Azula and bring peace back to our land. Shit. <laughs> it's a lot of responsibility. I'm getting man. too old for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's retiring tomorrow. <laughs> that, that's true. That is true. You you are getting too old for this shit. <laughs> getting very old for this shit. So I would like you to take my son with you and his friends. They have done well in their training, but they lack the real world experience that they can learn from you on this quest. <sighs> and they can, with your help, they can become the heroes of tomorrow. It's like training day. Hope you guys uh, like carrying shit. <laughs> you guys have four of a how how uh, how old how old are these jack how old are these jackalopes? I mean they're just you're young guys. They're younger than me. Well, the dwarf is older than you because you know they kind they of mature longer. Yeah, but I mean and it's... the elf too. But, <laughs> but the humans are like you know eighteen, that's, twenty. That's the way I like them. Young and stupid. Here, carry my bag. <laughs> and uh, follow. We gotta go find these four stones. We gotta wake up this fucking the dragon god. Jesus Christ! All right. So uh, uh, with the dwarf is with me. Uh, let's. Uh, well, all right. First thing we gotta figure out four four stones, four corners of the earth. Uh, let's just start heading east. Four corners of the earth. Because so it's flat. flat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is flat earth theory. Yeah. Four corners of the earth. Start heading east. Yeah. <laughs> They always say that. That's the first. That's how we know the Earth is flat. Got it. They've been doing it for seventy thousand years. All right. So, uh, 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 so let's uh, let's hit it. Let's hit it, Dwarfy. Yeah, I guess I'll do what Pop says. I'll follow this dude. Yeah. So we're, let's we're gonna head east. We're gonna head east. I don't know how far we're going, but this is an adventure. Let's fucking hit it. East. Yeah. East it is. East. Is that? Are we all with him now? The four you are. 
We're on the team. All oh, right, so we're here. five of you are together because. Okay. Hey, welcome to the team. Uh, yeah. I am. Uh, I'm Horn Honk uh, Farmson, uh, and I just want to let you guys know that apparently I have zero knowledge in perception. <laughs> That sounds right. That sounds accurate. Good job, Jake. That's all right. He's played with you before. That's okay, because I have eight diplomacy, which means that I have a ridiculous amount of charisma. Uh, Only a guy with no charisma would say that. (laughs) Eighteen charisma. Oh, Jesus. All right, so I'm stupid, but I am very confident about it. So I... uh, You walk up front. Yeah, so I, I, I think I'm gonna be calling the shots here. Let's head what he, where he said. You lead the way. That's okay, very confident. I know, right? We head east. At east. Okay. On a path to eastness. You guys walk out of town, and all the festivities start to die down, and there's less people and less people. You're away from people now, and you go to cross a bridge. Look, we, guys, I crossed a the bridge. bridge. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I mean, it's a bridge, so let's let the confident guy go over first. Know, right? <laughs> yeah, my, my zero perception guy. tells me that this bridge <laughs> yeah. is infallible. Hey, yeah. speaking of perception, I have a... Oh, what do we got here? I just saw it. Uh, four. I'm going to check out this bridge. <laughs> Are you just walking across the bridge? I'm walking up to the bridge and checking it out, percepting it. Structural. Let's yeah, check it out. Is anybody else percepting it? I t- I'm yeah. gonna give whatever I got a try. Okay. <laughs> My zero percent. Yeah, you, you guys don't notice anything. Okay. I'm way too confident to just stand here any longer. <laughs> I start walking across the bridge. Uh oh. <laughs> I feel like I can look for traps. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> Stabarella with it. Okay, I'm look at the, the doctor over here. <laughs> oh, watch out. <laughs> well, he, he's now on the middle of the bridge. Yeah. So. Well, he's your, your rogue friend stops you right before you <laughs> trip over a tripwire. Who? Oh, d- don't trip over the tripwire. Oh, thank God you told saw. me. Oh, God, I was <laughs> so worried. convincing. I almost didn't see that. I'm so glad you said something. I was just going to see if you figured it out on your own or not. I the tripwire. <laughs> Are you sure that's a good idea? Are there more traps? I am confident. I am so <laughs> confident in my decision to step I, over. I, um, I go ahead and push the rest of the party about five feet away from the bridge at this yeah. point. I just push us all back a little bit without him seeing us. How long is this bridge? How big is this bridge? It's a little big. Well, a, little, take a, a little big? Not, not, not really big. Okay. No, not Golden Gate. What, and is it like a stream or a river? Or like what's it? It's, it's a little river. Okay. I swim across instead. <laughs> <laughs> Does not trust the bridge. Nailed or it. your assessment of it. All right. <laughs> it takes you a little while, but you swim across. Yes. Sweet. Hmm. My swim is zero, so I probably better not try that. Mine probably not. Too. Let Ace Luke. <laughs> oh, I'll follow her then. <laughs> My swim is four. My act. No, I'm already on the bridge. You're already on the bridge. I'm already on the bridge. Yeah. And still alive? Yeah. You yes. stepped over. Okay. My acrobatics is eight, so I'm gonna do something stealthy, like this. <laughs> like this. I am going to. Do get over the bridge, right? Like you're trying right, to slow down two bridge. small mice. What's that? She makes it over the bridge. Yes. 
Stealth. Did I make it well, yeah. over? Did huh? I finish? Did yeah, I get over? Yeah, sure, you're over. Boom. All right, I'm, I'm swimming across because I'm Ace Luganus. You're, you're swimming. <laughs> I am going to go ahead and cross that bridge and look for traps as I go so I hopefully don't hit another wire or something. You sound excited about it. I oh, thought nice. you were swimming. <laughs> what? I thought you were swimming. Change your mind? Um, He's swimming and looking The, the water was really cold, so that could... Oh, yeah, guys, the water's super cold. <laughs> I perceived that the water is super cold and decided to cross the bridge. Okay. So everybody makes it across the bridge. Oh, thank God. Avoiding All the right. tripwire. Stop staring, everybody. The water's the just cold. We need to get Chad across the bridge, you guys. Don't leave Chad, Chad behind. Chad isn't in the story oh, is, yet. He's on the other side already. Oh. Way, way further, he's going to come at you. Like, Never mind. Once okay. you get across, my perception, you My perception's up. really good, so I know that he's over there. <laughs> okay. yeah, well, your perception's really good, so you see him coming. He's yeah, actually yeah, yeah. going towards you hey, in a uh, wagon right now. Oh, wow. okay. he's, he's what? He's, he's driving towards you in his wagon. Oh. Cool. Okay. Um, what is Chad? He's a gnome. She probably just talked oh, to him. Okay. Like I, right I here, wave guys. him down using my charisma and be like, hey, buddy, what's going on? What's up? <laughs> working hard or hardly working, am I right? Ha <laughs> ha! Uh, just thought you should know, uh, I discovered a tripwire uh, on the other end of this bridge that you should be careful of. Have a good day! I think I okay. No, I got it. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were on the other side I'm, of the bridge. I'm staring at you, watch out. Yeah, what? but you're going that way. So. Oh, I'm going that way? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, thanks, thanks, dog. Yep, yep. Just yeah, letting yeah. you know. Have a good day. Bye. It's, it's that alternate universe where we still don't, we still are all the patriarchy is taking over. So we're like, oh, he found the trap, didn't yeah. he? He'll yep. be in the history books. I know. This <laughs> is a terrible world. It's not a great world. It's not a great, great time. That's my, why my nine. zero perception tells yep. me that uh, I, this is all me. <laughs> I'm the one making all of this happen. Let me. Can I ask Chad a question? Can I ask Chad the Noma question? Uh, Chad, what is in your wagon? Um, well, I make bombs. Oh! Oh, snap. So, uh... Did he say bombs? I'll let you put that bombs. together. Oh, I'm... I'm uh, Stabarella's in. <laughs> uh, yeah, Stabarella. Uh, this is... This is... Wait, are you the bombs? You have bombs, right? Who had bombs? Well, how big are these bombs? Uh, they're little alchemist bombs. They're like hand... Hand bombs. Well, I mean, I have giant hands because I'm Ace Luganus. Yeah, you could probably fit two. In there. Okay, I got a two-bomb hand. All right, I like that. So if I were to just to make up a word <laughs> uh, to describe <laughs> these small hand bombs, would it be like, does grenade sound like something that you would call these things? I mean, I know that word doesn't exist in this time that we're playing in. I, I would say like a uh, exploding croquet ball. Okay, all right, I'm down with that. Like a pumpkin bomb. Got it. And how much do these cost? Uh, I don't. I don't know if they're for sale. What are you gonna do with these oh, bombs? Yeah. I don't know. Like you got a wagon full of bombs that you're not gonna sell. What are you gonna do with these bombs? Um, <laughs> I'm a gnome. I get plans. picked on a lot. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, Anti-bullying bombs. I'm a gnome. He's traveling to the twin <laughs> towers of Azula. Yeah. And are you sure bombs are the only thing? You sure don't have like a manifesto in there or something? Chronic <laughs> or something. <laughs> Okay, uh, I really like your hoodie and sunglasses. Yeah, uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the, so, where are you, where are you taking these? Are you headed into Fuzzy Town? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm wow. heading into uh, the celebration. You know, 
Uh, throw some bombs at uh, midnight. So you're going to the place with all of the people with a wagon full of bombs. <laughs> sounds yeah. great. How about we look for those stones, guys? <laughs> yeah, this sounds like a good idea. We should probably, everybody, uh, let's, hey, let's follow the most confident guy the fuck out of here. Uh, let Chad the gnome take no, his... Uh, I'm sorry. I have zero perception, and even I am very concerned about what this guy is doing. Um, you, like, d- does anybody have... See what happens. Does anybody have detect evil or anything like that? Does anybody have that ability? Like something I should no. have, but, I don't know, but I'm gonna, can I, is, is the is the wagon open? Is it open? Can we look in it? Yeah, you can see bombs. It's a lot like, of bombs. You see, you see a bunch of little vials. Guys, hey guys, check you, out the you, bombs. You assume at this point they will explode. Sure I, I gotta get a good eye on how many of these bombs there are. Okay. Are they firm. fuses? They got fuses on them? <laughs> no, they just explode. They just throw. Oh, so they're not impact. Okay. Um, well, shit. Okay. <laughs> I mean, the wagon's rickety. It's it's bumpy. It's a bumpy road. We should probably start heading away from yeah. the fucking wagon. Yeah. While Chad the gnome is riding in a wagon full of bombs. It's a rickety old wooden wagon. About Towards the, the crowd. And he's about to go over a bridge. Over that a has bridge a trip with a tripwire. And there's really <laughs> no way uh, to not uh, hit that tripwire. So. Hey, I got a qu- quick question. What's the blast radius of these bombs? Uh, I'd say probably about, about five feet, would you say? Five feet? Okay, we move five feet further away from him. <laughs> yeah, but it's, that's, but it's per bomb. That's, yeah, per bomb. that's per bomb. Yeah, that's the oh. cumulative effect. Okay, that's the zero perception. And uh, <laughs> it's... Uh, Why do we elect him our leader. Right. That's not... yeah. I, I start walking backwards slowly as I wave him down over the bridge as if I'm just queuing him. Are you going him. further away from the bridge? Yes, I'm walking away from the bridge okay. as I'm sending him that direction. So we're just going to flag him across the bridge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A... Crowds are that way. We're going east. <laughs> See ya. You don't have yeah. any dragon stones in that wagon, do you? And that trip wires, you, you got to deal with that. So, we're, uh, yeah, let's get the... Get I just thought of an excellent question. You don't have any dragon stones in that wagon, do you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good question. question. Uh, just got some chronic and a few tabs of E left. Head <laughs> <laughs> to the party, man. None of those stones were called the stone of chronic or anything. No, like no, no, that. no, okay. not that I remember. I like no, that that's are, a, a legit question when crack. Brad asks it. But yeah, when no, I yeah. ask it, nobody yep. hears me. It was I, my idea, and I thought of it myself. <laughs> Nope, that was me. That was me. I did that. I definitely have the charisma to say that I was the one who came up with are that. Are we going to do something are or are we, we going to walk away? Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm at a standstill right he's, now. He's walking away. All right, we're walking away. I want to get out of here. I don't Dragon okay. Stone's home. And... <laughs> Can I come with you guys? Not with oh. your bomb wagon. Fuck. <laughs> I, I mean, you can't. Wagon. The thing is, all right, you guys, let's. Can we huddle? Can the group huddle away from Chad? Chad, just a second. No offense. Yeah, excuse uh, us. But just that's a that's a legitimate question. Can we just group together and figure this out? Just to right. stay you, right there you with your, your bomb, your, your bombs, and hum for a My little bit. My votes. No. I don't. Uh, look. So Chad's this been guy. pretty distracting to you guys, and like, you didn't notice the five bandits come out from under oh, the bridge. Oh, oh, I'm shit. stabby. Can I stab someone? Well, we didn't see him I'm yet, ready. So. I got my dagger you, and everything. Just now I say him. we get together with Chad and beat these bandits. <laughs> yeah. Oh, crap. Well, okay. yeah, he's got the weapons. Um, I've got the dagger. I think combined we'll take I... it. I mean, I have a great sword, but... Can we just push Chad's wagon towards the five bandits? Oh, jeez. <laughs> and the tripwire. I mean, we could maybe work this Wait, out. Wait, so I got a question. Is the wagon between us and the bandits? Yes. Okay, Ooh. I quickly grab... What was your name? Chad. 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 Okay, <laughs> I quickly grab Chad and start going the opposite direction from where the bandits are. 
Now, is Chad offended by this because he's a gnome and you just picked him up like an inanimate object? I, I, I have a strict no <laughs> helicopter ride. I then finish no by tossing <laughs> him ahead of me uh, so that he is out of harm's way. Are you getting uh, out of his way when he goes to no, no, Chad is throwing a bomb at the, the bandits. Oh. All right, that? there you go. You throw a bomb Ooh. at the bandit. Yeah. yeah. I was just going to blow up the whole wagon. <laughs> okay, as combat begins, I'd like to grant a plus one bonus to my attack. Okay. And get out my crossbow. <laughs> like a boss. Yeah. Like, I know I have a dagger. That's all I know. So one of the bandits takes a bomb to the face. <laughs> yeah. He's not all that happy about it. I, I like, I just want to point out my character sheet here. Offense, Malia attack, parentheses, don't use this. <laughs> so you stay not, in the back. Not great. <laughs> you hide behind us. I'm going <laughs> to... Um, I mean, as far as people are attacking and stuff, do I? Can I attack right now? Is it my turn? Yes. Yes. No, the paladins can go first. All right, I'll just. I, I oh. watch. Okay. Um, I smite evil. I smite the hell out of that evil. <laughs> Which one? Uh, um, just once a day. I can only do. Oh, I can only do it once per day, so and I can only do it to one of them. One t- one target. <laughs> uh, the the one. Uh, so the one that got hit in the face is he down for the count? No. No, he's still up. Yeah. Um. He's got some like burn marks on his face, but he's good. And was he the closest one? Yeah. Okay. I smite evil on the second closest one. Okay. Do I have to make sound effect? And then are you going to like run up and hit him or something? Is that a melee? Yeah. Oh, yes. I run up and hit him. Okay. <laughs> you successfully hit him. Boom! Take that. Smiting. I slowly realized that we were really giving these bombs a lot more power than we, we than they had. <laughs> I was scared of something that didn't do any damage to that bandit. I, the fuck was my problem? It's possible we've been conditioned by other things in the world. Yeah, I think. Things. Yeah, I'm I'm just typically more worried than I should yeah. be. These are medieval bombs. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what you're talking like about. Crackers. I don't know about any medieval bombs. If it's well, Stamberella's next, right? Yeah, I take ooh, and I want to stab someone. To stab someone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, so who it's do I Ace's hit? turn. Oh. Oh well, I'm. I have a. I have a plus nine greatsword. Let's. Uh, let's just rush up and uh, swing it. Which let's, one? Uh, I the 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 biggest one. <laughs> I I don't know where they're at the, as far as that spread out, but uh, let's so, go for the let's go for the one uh the, on the farthest to the right. Farthest to the right. Okay. The suspense is killing me. Suspense. Does he make it or doesn't he? (laughs) He's moving so slowly. (laughs) I hope he hits him. Well, I'm wearing a lot of wet armor. so (laughs) You take out one of the bandits. He's down on the ground bleeding profusely. Sweet ass. Hell yeah. All right. While I was waiting, I took out my sword. Lucanus. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Who's next? Uh, What's your dwarfy? Dwarfy! Uh, I'm going to fire a fucking force missile at them. Wow. At a somebody. Should I shoot it, shoot it at a somebody? Do we have missiles? You're going to shoot it at one of them? Yes. Yes. All right. Uh, right, right in the middle there. Right in the middle? Yeah. Middle dude. Okay. He takes your force missile. Yeah, he does. <laughs> it, it seems to hurt him. <laughs> it seems, it seems to outcome perceive how injured he appeared to be. <laughs> it looks like about four injured. Ooh. Uh, oh, my smite evil gives me a bonus. Stabarella, it's your turn. I mean, I want to stab someone. 
I mean, <laughs> her name is Stabarella. I back. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't have a lot of stabby power, so I'll take out a, a, a little dude. <laughs> a little dude? Yeah. Like maybe one of the already injured ones? I do have sneak attack bonus. Yeah. So that might... Is, is, what's my better play here? Okay. Sneak attack. Well, right. Considering sneak you attack said out loud, I want to stab somebody. I don't know if <laughs> sneak attack is going to work. I mean, maybe I just try... Just guys, try. where the fuck did stabby go? <laughs> just try saying that out loud and see if that does anything. <laughs> if you just go, I want to stab someone. See if that doesn't I make the other three someone. run away. It's <laughs> at least discouraging, right? Stab I get stab to stab, stab someone. Stab <laughs> well, I mean, I guess I should take my sneak attack bonus. Range 30 feet. So All I sneak right. in. And so I so you, you stabbed the one that Hornhog was attacking. Whoever's and, and you managed to take him out. Down. He's, he's he's not even breathing anymore. Boom! You and me, so. sister. Don't you mean he appears to be damaged? <laughs> <laughs> no, this one's really damaged. God damn it! I, I did the job. So that's two down for the count. Go ahead and give the audience a point. Uh, yeah, two down. Two one, more. One's just bleeding, but he's he's still alive. Okay. So we got one. But finished. he is on the ground. One's still going. And you said two more still standing? Three. Three more. Oh, Jesus. Uh, whose turn is it? Uh, Judy. Judge Judy, thank you. Judge Judy. <laughs> I earned that. Okay. Um, okay. So I've got my plus one bonus on my attack, right? And yep. uh, I'm going to get up. I've got my, my crossbow out, and I'm going to uh, aim at the nearest bandit. Okay. The nearest bandit would be the one that just took the uh, bomb to the vase. Oh, well, fuck that guy. Um, okay, one that's still standing then. <laughs> What's that? One that's still... One's, one's still good. I mean, he's still standing. He's, he's still standing. Okay, if he's still up, then yeah, crossbow that guy. He put okay. a band-aid on it. He's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Your crossbow <laughs> bolt like, goes through his eye. Okay. Nice. Very strong yeah, yeah. critical hit. Fuck and these I want, missiles. I want to um, <laughs> cast my true strike spell so that my next attack will have a plus 20 bonus. That, that would take your turn. I know. So for next time, right? You have to do that next turn. Oh. It, it takes up your turn to use that. Well, that's why I wanted to do it now. So it'll you be should have done that time. before they came out from under okay, the bridge. Okay, that's fine. Never mind. <laughs> okay. I was bluffing. I've got four, plus four bluff, so I was just bluffing on that. <laughs> Did she attack twice or once? I couldn't tell. <laughs> All right. Their turn? Yeah, they're going to attack... Ace. Yeah, they are. God. They? Of they come at me, motherfuckers. They're, I'm going to piss on your friend's corpse. <laughs> there are now two of them standing, and they both wow. attack Ace. Oh, God shit. Ace is going to take eight damage. You got right. this, Ace. Oh, no. One, one of them missed damage. you, but one of them got you pretty good in the arm. Shit. You son of a bitch. <laughs> come at Oh, you know what I'm going to do? Oh. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, uh, is it? I don't. Is it my turn because of the attack, or no? They're both next to me, so. It is now Chad's <laughs> it's turn. It's not a flesh wound. <laughs> Our so, champion continues to bleed. <laughs> so, so being that my bomb uh, 
didn't really do the damage that I, I thought it would. Uh, does my diplomacy skill come into play at all? <laughs> <laughs> you could try, but it's Who's not going to work out. Out. Time for diplomacy. <laughs> yeah, you. I mean, it's I admire you. I'm a little just, late for diplomacy. I would hard that diplomacy. shit up, man. Yeah. Hey, I would hey, throw guys, two man. more let's, let's two more hors d'oeuvres at them if you could. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, uh, no, I will. He casts uh, his cosmopolitan. Yeah. <laughs> like if they don't want to talk it out, I will uh, throw another bomb. <laughs> At the one that hit my new best friend Ace. Because I don't have a lot of friends. <laughs> We've been through a lot. He's together. a lonely I bomb a guy. He doesn't home, have a lot so. of friends. Good move, buddy. Yeah, throw one of those lady fingers at the guy that just hit me in the arm. That's uh, They're real close to me, dude. They're real. Let's see what happens. <laughs> the bomb manages to hit all three of them. Oh! Nice. Nearly taking out the guy you were aiming at, but... Also, <laughs> also dealing five damage to our champion. Oh, oh man! Cool, sweet ass move, Bo. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, fam. If only someone would have predicted that. I take, I take Chad and put him in my shirt pocket. What's Pornhog's turn first? Okay. Okay. Um, all right. Um, I have my great sword out, and because Smite Evil gives me a plus four attack. Uh, I am going to just, just swing like the dickens at whoever seems the healthiest. Who still has some vigor? Champion's the healthiest. Well, I mean, of them, their people, the, the bad guys. Okay. So wait, the confident guy is swinging his hands or his sword? Because I'm in the way. Sword! I'm Fuck, swinging my I'm sword. Yeah. I'm fucked. I'm gonna get hit. No, I. <laughs> no, you're good. No, I don't. You, you managed to take that one out. Yeah! Sweet. Boom! There's now one guy standing with one health. And it's Ace's turn. All right, Ace. Take your revenge. I'm gonna. I'm just going to throw my fucking sword at him as hard as I can. <laughs> See if I can get like him. a javelin. right next to you. I'll just hit him. You know what? I'll cleave him right down the middle. I'm going to go from the In back. In twain. Just, just from the back Carve to the that front. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. cut him right there from head to gu- gullet. Yeah, you missed. <laughs> oh, Repeat the part again before where you well, said he's standing right next to you. Here's the thing: I, you guys have to remember, one arm is profusely bleeding, and then I'm also probably on fire because my friend threw a bomb at my face. So, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm quite, yeah, I'm handicapped. <laughs> it's Dwarfy's turn. What? Oh, it's my turn. Yeah. Well, oh boy. Um. Yeah, let's fucking go for a force missile again. I should do a force missile uh, at the one furthest from Champion. There's only one guy. There's only one guy. There's only one oh, guy. there was a, Yeah, fire away. I'm getting force missiled. Again? <laughs> ah, I got this. I got this. Thanks, you managed to knock the guy out. Ah, sweet. Are we sure, or does it just look like it? <laughs> <laughs> when he falls down, somebody about 200 feet away appears. Oh. <sighs> Hmm. I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> um, I suppose one of us should say, yo, uh, what's up, dude? His hands immediately start glowing as he's oh, well, obviously casting some kind of spell. Uh, I'm not, not a good next. sign. Somebody else would find a good sign. I say we uh, step away from the bomb wagon. Yeah. But, uh, or send uh, the Stabarella bomb wagon. next. Oh. And he's way too far away for you to get to him. Well, I'm pretty sneaky, according to this <laughs> sheet. Not 200 feet sneaky. 
Yeah, I don't know. So what can I do from that far away? Push me out of the way. Um, <laughs> you're a ranged attack. Push me but down. Yeah, how, how far am I? He, oh, how far is he? He's 200 feet away. That's what oh, I thought. Yeah, I'm host. That's why I was like. Uh, what's your movement? I'm I'm just sneaky and I have a dagger. That's all I got. <laughs> One of your strengths is pushing me to the ground. <laughs> Someone push um, me. Man, I don't know. What? You're not able to fall? What's my... I don't know, yeah. Oh, look at my... I have a minus one to falling. <laughs> I have to wait until my turn to fall. <laughs> <laughs> You're just stuck there in limbo. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I have acrobatics and stealth. What's that going to do for me for like... Oh, dude, a couple of cartwheels, yeah, somersault, like, backhand spring. Sure, you make it about halfway there. Oh, shit. Okay. So that cuts and then we'll time. just hang out. <laughs> you just get halfway and All right, stop. I'm good. Okay. All right, how way to make yourself a better shooting. target. Yeah. Okay, so all the bandits are down. Yeah, all the, all the bandits are down. This guy's got glowy hands. This guy's got glowy hands. Okay. Can I use? Am I too far away to use my sense motive to figure out what he's about? <laughs> uh, he's, I think he's I got swell. it figured out. You don't know. It, it seems deadly. Seems deadly. Okay. Uh, are there any trees around? <laughs> A little ways away. Didn't see that one coming, did you? <laughs> a little ways off the trail. Okay. I. Brilliant strategy. Yeah. Glowy hands plus bomb wagon equals good hiding spot. Um, <laughs> can I just shout at him and like, hey, what's up? Sure. No, he, I already tried that. He's. Well, I thought that maybe he right, would listen yeah, sure, to a fine. female voice with agency at one point. Yeah. <laughs> There's no response. Okay. Ha! I uh, try to crossbow him with my plus one bonus. It misses. Damn it. Oh. Okay. How about our Yeah, I, I'm, my character is just walking away from the wagon at this point. I'm just looking at the guy and stepping further away from the wagon. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and push the wagon out of uh, the road. Into some woods. Okay. Yeah. You're just driving it away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just that works. It's it's a point of concern amongst yeah. the, my and new friends. Bye, Chad. <laughs> and Hornhog's walking away. Yeah, it's your I'm. Turn now. What's that? Because it's your turn now. Oh, now it's my turn. Okay. Um. Is okay. Is the wagon still in this guy's line of sight? Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I'm dope. I, I, I procure a distance from the wagon that is, that I think is a safe blast radius. So you run like a bitch. Yes. <laughs> How about Ace? Hey. Uh, does anybody have a fucking healing spell <laughs> of any kind? I am bleeding out. I don't see yeah, you have at least one person with a healing spell. It's I mean, not, not let's, okay, Can I do that? first, let's find that out, and then uh, I need to get the fuck away. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just, I'm going to drag, because I probably can't run at this point, I'm going to drag one leg behind me like I'm severely wounded. Uh, to gain some sympathy from this thing, whatever it is that's pissed off and aiming glowing hands at us. Uh, and I'm just going to drag my sword. It's all a ploy to just uh, appear wounded like an animal uh, to get as far away as I can. And then somebody fucking heal me. <laughs> that's a good plan. All right. It believes that you're injured. Oh, you succeeded on your bluff check. 
<laughs> oh, and he it has cares. pity for you. <laughs> Yay. Also wasted a critical. Oh, man. Ah, god damn it. <laughs> a ball of fire is now appearing in the person's hands and starting to come towards you. I just dropped to the ground. <laughs> it's not there yet. Yeah. It, it is coming towards us or it has... Or him. Coming towards him or us? Coming towards the group. Yeah. Mostly the, the yeah. <laughs> mostly the champion of the group, but yes, towards the group. So as Eva, each of us are walking one direction, does it seem like the fireball is turning any specific direction towards anybody? It, it will in a minute, yes. Oh, is it God. like super slow? Is it like... It needs like a theme song. Like in, in yeah, how fast is it going? Like... It's Stabarella's turn. Oh, jeez. Oh. <laughs> the bomb themes are a fire guy theme song. Uh-oh. Ooh. As the fireball just sulks across. Oh, it's the... A, it's the thinking man's fireball. <laughs> Gosh, I've got nothing for a fireball, guys. Nope. I feel like we no. need to wrap this up. How uh, far from this me fire guy, guys? The... Enough that you can run up and hit it. You just hit a you fireball. To, you have to run really hard, but you can get there. You just like. No, not the smack. fireball. Okay. <laughs> Probably want to stay away from the fireball. That's She's close enough to hit. Can we throw bombs at the fire? Guy? I was like 100 feet away though last time. Did I? Yeah, but you can run faster this time because. You need to speed things up a little bit. <laughs> oh, I don't understand things. You've okay. already built up momentum. That's not how things work. Okay, so, um, <laughs> damn. Uh, I run up and, uh, wait, so th- this this dude with the glowy hands, like, uh, does my dagger have any chance against this guy? I mean, like, what you, are we doing? You haven't tried yet. Well, I mean, because I, I, like, as usual, I'm feeling stabby, so I could just run up to him and be like, mm. Can we cut off his hands? Just see what happens. Yeah, just give him, a, give him a nice, a friendly stabs. stab. See what happens. Shiv just, that son of a bitch, Stabarella. <laughs> Shiv him. <laughs> just a friendly stab. You run up and stab the guy, and the dagger hits nothing, and he disappears. He's gone! That's. Wait, is that it? He's gone? He's gone. He just disappears? Yeah. So my Victory! stabbing scared him away? Wait, is the fireball still there? Yeah, the fireball's still there. God damn! Can you just get out of the way of the fireball and let it do its thing? Yeah, you the can get out of the way of the fireball. Song. Okay, am I far enough away from the wagon? Is the fireball moving? Or is it just You've like... You've been for a long time now. Is the fireball moving or is it just like there? It's coming towards you. Oh, okay. But, but is it like, like slow-mo? Like we can totally get out of the way, right? Well, some of you can. Hey, everybody, Who's I'm the fireball. <laughs> Look out for me, real Is it my turn yet? Man. Can I, yeah. cure, can yeah. I yeah. cure his light wounds? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Does anybody have any water? <laughs> Would you like to cure his light wounds then? All right. All right. All right, you cure him back to 20 health. Woo! Oh, God, thank you. Tip top. Who's got the curing abilities? Um, Here comes the judge. Oh, the judge. The judge does. The judge. Yeah, I'm feeling. I'm feeling a little better, everybody. I <laughs> and think I might be able to get out of this alive, maybe. Yeah, we'll and see. And the fireball hits you. God damn! Ah! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a bummer. That sucks. <laughs> Is that your last words? <laughs> Ow! <laughs> Is he dead? Oh, yeah, I was dead. one day he's short dead. of retirement. Oh, nice. he's, he's dead. He can have some last words. That's fine. Yeah. Oh God. Was it ouch? Someone, tell my oldest boy to take the turkey out of the oven. <laughs> I have a secret. 
and that's it. Oh. That's all I got. Did, did anybody get his name? <laughs> did anybody live? I use my zero perception and knowledge. I walk up to him and say, hey, wake up. We've got to get out of here. We've got to go. Let's get, get, let, come on. Is this a to be continued? I think it's a cliffhanger. I think that's our cliffhanger. Cliffhanger! Is that good? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Give it up for Jake, everybody. Jake Lador and our Dungeon Master. Uh, let's do some quick plugs. Um, so Derek and uh, Dusty will be performing tomorrow night at Seven Nightclub. You can get tickets at bendcomedy.com. Um, but yeah, let's let's start down there, Dusty. Go ahead and plug. Give us social media or something. What do you got? Yeah, I got a got a record out on dustyyork.com. You can find it on there. And yeah, cool. Looking forward to the show tomorrow. Should be fun. Awesome. Woohoo! Plug plug plug. Elaine, you got anything? Um, I'm at Elaine in the Membrane on Instagram and at Ben Comedy on Twitter. Yeah, that's it. All right. Brad. Uh, I run Ben Improv Group. Uh, tomorrow we have a show at eight o'clock right here. Ben Improv. Uh, that's probably all I got right now. I, I'm at that show tomorrow night. You go to that. That's gonna be good. Uh, also. Uh, Everything on social media is just my name, Derek Sheen, and all my albums are on Apple Play and iTunes and Spotify, so you can just go check the new one just came out two weeks ago called Disasturbation on Friday the 13th, <laughs> so go check out. Go, go, don't listen to my album for free and stream it. I don't care. <laughs> when? Uh, so I guess, I, I mean, I don't know what physics She's going to plug science? Up. She'd like to plug <laughs> science. Yeah, I mean, well, we do have an open science night uh, where my engineering students show off their projects uh, December 7th. I think it'll be around 5 p.m. Uh, up on campus in the science building. So uh, that's actually pretty fun. Uh, it's my birthday. I'll come. I'll, I'm yeah. doing it. There you go. I make liquid nitrogen ice cream and break shit. So it's really fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so if you want to come by. Uh, and then I, my, I'm in a band, The Nomads, and uh, we're playing... The Volcanic, we're opening for The Mirrors. I don't the know who mirrors. they are. And on yeah. the 16th. Uh, November 16th? Yeah. Cool, yeah. Check Wait, it out. Uh, volcanic bass. Theater. I play bass? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish I didn't. I'm not that cool. I play Where's clarinet. Where are you playing? I'm a nerd through and through. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's even better. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What was that question? I, I asked where, where are you playing? The Volcanic oh, Theater. Okay. I think right. the 16th. I believe. Jake, plugs? Jake, you got anything? Well, what have become of our heroes? Do they continue the quest? <gasps> I guess we find out next time on Fuzzy Logic. Hey, there we go. Oh, All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. We will be releasing this as an episode podcast, Fuzzy Logic. You can go to bendcomedy.com slash fuzzy logic to find it. Uh, we will be doing more shows. If you enjoyed yourself and you want to come back and be a part of another show, go to bendcomedy.com. Bendcomedy.com. What's that? Oh, oh yeah, I'll be giving out prizes. Hey, be patient. You'll you'll get your prize. You cuz you were the one that worked so hard for it. It wasn't her giving all the answers or anything. <laughs> all right. Thank you for coming to Fuzzy Logic, ladies and gentlemen. And give it up for Second Street Theater for hosting us tonight, too. All right. Thank you, Sandy. Thank you, Greg. Thank you very much, Thank you, everybody. Okay, I love you. Bye. <laughs>